Well, hi there. This is Taylor of the Millennial Mission Podcast. I did that really um, cheerful voice because we got a very cheerful and uplifting topic today. Um, this is episode four. Um, it's entitled Suffering and Doubt. So you know it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to come away um, just feeling great, let me tell you. <laughs> um, but it's a great topic. Just so you know, you can find this podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and of course on our website. We have an amazing comment section that we want you to use because we don't want this to be just us talking, but you to join the conversation. So find us there. I swear. Yeah, we never listened to this. He has a rap part later on. So big shout out um, before we even start. So this is a song by Grammatic. And Grammatic's super cool. He gives all of his music away for free. And you can actually use his music for whatever you want. He just doesn't care as long as you're, you're not making a... I think as long as you're not making a crap ton of money, which is, which is the category um, I fall in. So that works. So I'm here today um, with Trevor. Trevor's a good friend of mine. We've been trying for freaking like a week and a half to record this podcast. First time we did it, got I was sick with a sinus infection anyways. We got eight minutes into it. A lawnmower turns on outside, and then Trevor has to go to work. We're like, well, that's it. Second time uh, we tried to do it, I'm gonna, I was planning on driving back from Mother's Day um, f- to Flint. So from I'm from the west side of Michigan, so it's about two and a half hours away um, from Flint. And my cat sees that I'm taking the litter box and his food out. And so my cat Cola just, just freaking like he hides and he like used all of his hiding camouflaging. He like basically went invisible and I couldn't find him. So I couldn't leave in time. And it's just a whole bunch of mess. But now we're here. We're, we did it. Yay. We did it. Yay. So Trevor, um, so I met Trevor. We worked at the same camp together. He he was my um supervisor and it was a wonderful Jenkins camp. Do you want to tell us more about your experience of meeting? Um, my experience of meeting you was terrible. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, no, it was, uh, you know, we worked at a summer camp and that year I was a, uh, counselor team leader. So I was kind of in charge of all of the counselors and sticking them in cabins and, you know, that kind of thing. So one of my jobs is to try and kind of feel everybody's personalities and, you know, get to know them. Um, and I don't, I don't remember saying this, but Taylor says it happened. And my brother says it happened too. I, it's, it's true. I believe it because I've said a lot of like very dumb things when I meet people for the first time. Uh, but I said something like, "We're here to ruin kids' hopes and dreams." Oh no, no, you said. I asked him like, "Oh yeah, so what are we doing? Oh, like this camp?" You at? I was like, "Yeah, what are we gonna be doing?" He's like, "We're here to crush kids' dreams," and I'm like, "This is yes, this is what I've wanted." That's what I want to do my whole summers: destroy children's lives. Yeah, uh, I even had a folder in my desk and it had dreams on it. And then uh, Juan, which was one of our counselors, he like was looked at it one day and he was like, "Oh, what's this?" I was like, "That's the dreams folder." And he was really I was like, "Yeah, it was full when we got it. <laughs> we lost them all." <laughs> that's that's a good summer camp, you know. You you don't want to you know 
give children social skills or anything. You just want to crush their dreams like for the rest of their life. Yeah. It's not like that it's at traumatizing. all. traumatizing. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Yeah. So today um, we're talking about doubt and this is something that me and Trevor kind of, we've talked a little bit about before, but um, I, so if you guys have listened and if you haven't go back and listen to it, um, the first My Story podcast where I kind of share a bit about, you know, my story of my life um, and that includes faith and also with faith, it includes doubt, but um, we're talking about doubt. I think it's important for me to kind of share a little bit, you know, and it won't be the same as my story, but because I've experienced different kinds of doubts in my life. I remember when I was, you know, in elementary school and kind of growing up, I, I, you know, I was kind of told a lot of things about faith, especially for me specifically, you know, I'm a Christian, but being Catholic where you're kind of filled with information, it feels like they just, there's just so much there's so much like not even outside of scripture. There's so much like tradition and like things that the church teaches. And I was like, I, I was just told all these things. And um, I kind at first I felt like I treated it almost like because I went to Catholic school up until sixth grade. It was like a religion class where you know me knowing these things of faith. You know whether or not I actually like fully believe them, but you know if I knew them and I, oh like oh I got an A like. I, I'm really good at knowing things. I must be a really good Catholic, a really good Christian, because I know these facts. But kind of as I was like growing, and I was always like a really skeptical person. I don't know why growing up, but that's just what it was. I was always like, when people would tell me stuff for crazy things, I would be like, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know if that's true. And that was very particular with faith. So there was kind of like those doubts. And then when I started to like, I made a real choice to choose. Like, okay, I when I kind of had a real encounter experience um, with God when going into high school, I was still, like, in the back of my mind, I was still, like, really exploring, like, is this stuff really true? Because I'm, like, you know, I really, like, I had this experience with God, but, you know, was was I making it up? Um, is that real? You know, is was Jesus really God? And it was, I feel like that was a lot more of, like, intellectual kind of doubts, where it's, like, is this stuff true? you know, um, either what Jesus teaches on this or what Christians believe about this or maybe what the church teaches um, on this or that, whether it was like, um, I mean, you can name any kind of controversial stuff or even just the most basics. And then when I got into college, I feel like I started having like more like foundational earth shattering doubts and not just doubts that would come up and then I would like, you know, research on them and be like, okay, or well, that that makes sense. Because I feel like I noticed that, especially when I was in high school, when I would have a doubt about something, I'd look it up and think about it, ask a lot of people about it. And then I would usually come to like, you know, believe whatever the church believes. Not not every time, because I feel like a lot of that was a process. But when I got into college, um, I had an experience basically of like, kind of being confronted with my own mortality it wasn't like I was at had a near-death experience or almost died or something like that but I just I feel like I always had this doubt my whole life like I remember thinking about it when I was like in third grade or something I'm like you know if I when I die you know is there going to be nothing is this all just made up and that was like so foundational that it it made me doubt everything and want to basically try to prove everything and but for nine months like 10 months, I lost my ability to believe in really anything. Um, and I didn't feel God at all. I doubted every every experience I'd ever had my entire life. I doubted. And that was like a relief. It's like it, it was like a deconstruction of my faith, which I've heard 
on different people like the liturgist podcast they'll talk about this kind of deconstruction where it's like a fundamental just like ripping away of everything and kind of coming back in a really powerful way um with this like with a relationship like with jesus that really changed everything for me it's like i still have doubts now you know doubts about specific things of belief but um i don't know i don't i don't worry about them as much but i guess that that's my experience um, with doubts which i mean that's just a glossing over it but i guess trevor what's more your i guess your story and your experience of doubt i'd say like the first time i started doubting uh is i grew up in a christian home and you know we went to church every sunday and things like that and eventually we kind of stopped going to church and uh kind of in my i guess like high school years i was going to different churches and i went to youth group and things like that and uh it was kind of weird because like each church had their own like set of rules, it seems like I, I guess you want to call it, and to me, I felt like, why would all these churches have different views on different subjects if they're all the same religion? Like I felt like, oh, they should have like everything should be more set in stone, and it seemed kind of weird to me. Like one thing would say like like one church would be like, oh, drinking is perfectly fine, and then another church would say drinking is a sin, you shouldn't drink at all. And it was things like that that kind of made me kind of iffy about it. Is I was just like, well, I don't, I don't really know because like, it even seems like to me that even churches don't really know. And I think that was my first experience with doubt was just like seeing all these different, um, like, I don't know what you want denominations, and seeing all the different denominations with different a different set of views in the same religion. Yeah, so how is that, I guess, that experience of doubt, how has that kind of changed for you? Especially, like, maybe, like, going to college, you've had, like, different kinds of doubt, more doubts. Well, as I've gone to church and stuff more, I've just kind of, like, realized that there's some things that you can't really know. Um, You know, there's really no set-in-stone answer for it. You know, we don't really know what's going to happen at the end of the world. We we assume we think we know we want to know like you know what we don't actually know how old the earth is we kind of just make guesstimations and there's certain things like that where there's no definite answer and those are things that you kind of just have to live with and if you go to a church that believes it one way uh you kind of just you can either choose to believe it and agree with them or you can try and do research on your own and come up with your own thing and there's there's no really wrong opinion it's most of it's just guesses that we're trying to just fill in the gaps, you know? Yeah, I know with me growing up, I feel like, you know, I grew up in a home where I talk about this in uh, my podcast with Brandon, the science man, uh, my brother, who's a physicist. Um, But I grew up in a home where we talked a lot about uh, science. Like science was very much like encouraged. My parents, they spent a lot of money when they didn't have any to buy us these books that really delved into like basic science science concepts and like anything any kind of knowledge I could have wanted it explained it like for kind of kids but it wasn't like dumbing it down either and I was really interested in like how the world worked and all these things and I feel like at first I didn't really feel a lot of conflict between that and faith um but I I don't know what it was but I feel like I picked up either it was from Catholic school or 
like church or something that like doubt was bad. Like, oh, you shouldn't doubt. Like doubt is doubting is doubting is evil. There's something wrong with me and I'm doubting. And through the different times of like doubt that I've had, it's just made me re- and from talking to other people as well, it's just kind of made me realize like it's just really a normal part of life and also faith as well. I feel like, you know, I can still, you know, maybe sometimes struggling with faith, but like that's that's what I should be doing. I feel like if people don't have doubts, there's, you know, maybe they've had some awesome experience that I haven't had, but especially with some people where it's like, I feel like they're afraid to doubt in a way or to deal with it. Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. A lot of times we like to kind of, instead of talking about these kind of things, we kind of just like to deal with them and just be like, oh, it is what it is and just accept it like that, Um, which I think like, no, I think doubt's a great thing to talk about. I think we should talk about doubt and, you know, why we do it and try to find maybe better solutions to find answers for our questions, you know, um, and some things there's not going to be answers for them. And as much as that sucks, you know, I mean, you kind of just got to roll with it. You know, that's what faith is for. What are some of maybe the biggest questions that you've like struggled with as far as like with either having doubt or just wrestling with belief um, actually, this one, this is actually going to be the next thing. Um, something that I've struggled with as far as doubt goes is uh, going to church. You know, you're always told uh, God is involved in your life and God's in control of this and that. And if you pray to God, he'll, you know, grant your wishes, essentially. And me growing up, I lived in a you know middle class home and I never asked God for anything and I still got what I wanted. Um, I know it's going to make me sound like a, like a prude, but I mean like my parents, you know, my dad had a good job and was able to feed us every week and we went on vacation and we did things. And I know for sure I never asked God for that stuff when I was a kid. I mean, I believed in God, but it was just what it was. You know, I just got lucky. And, uh, I guess that's kind of my thing is like, Going into college, like actually like high school to college, what kind of happened is uh, I was a pretty popular kid. Um, and then junior year in high school, for some reason, I just lost like all of my friends. Like I lost a lot of them for different reasons. Some of them for drugs, some of them because I hung out with other people and, you know, just very, some of the reasons were very dumb. Some of them I got into really good fights with. And uh, by the time senior year came, I didn't really have a lot of friends left. And I was dating this girl named Lorraine. Uh, that's an alias. She she didn't want me to use her real name. And uh, she was like the only person I had left. And it was during that time where I kind of thought like, you know, if God was really taking care of me, he'd give me the friends I want. Because, I mean, she was great and all, but she was like my only friend, the only person I had to hang on to. And then we ended up breaking up in like during after my freshman year in college. And uh, after that, like, I, she was like my only friend because I didn't really make a whole lot of friends my freshman year in college. I struggled with it. And I don't really know why. I think it was just, I didn't really want to be in college, you know? And I think that had to do with it. But I started really doubting God after 
after our relationship because I thought, you know, God was supposed to make this relationship work and he didn't. And obviously there's no God involved in my life because, you know, if there was, he would have made this relationship work and he would make it where I would have friends in college and I wouldn't be struggling in classes. So it, I was like, I don't really think there is. And, uh, that for me was the hardest part was just like trying to think rather or not, like, is there actually a God that's involved with things that we're doing on earth or is it all just like, maybe we get lucky and maybe we don't. Yeah. I feel like the times when I've had doubt, especially when it started on my early life, it's when like I was experiencing like suffering and I feel like there is something universal about suffering where it doesn't really matter what, what it is, what we've gone through, but because I feel like it's really hard to compare because like I talk about, so in, in the, my story podcast, um, I talk about, you know, basically kind of growing up being bullied, like not having kind of similar what you're talking about, but, um, especially when I was younger, I didn't really have many friends, um, divorce, a house was foreclosed on, you know, homelessness and other stuff, this kind of experience of doubt, like the, my basic time of losing my faith, those are, I think like some of the biggest times of suffering and you're struggling in more recent, you know, in the last year or so more struggling with like depression and anxiety, um, but times of suffering. And I feel like there's just something about suffering where it's just universe. It just sucks. Like obviously some people have been through like a lot of pain, but I feel like in some ways there's sufferings kind of all the same um, in that it sucks. Um, It sucks for everyone, but there's something about suffering where like I've always, you know, questioning, like questioning God. Like I know for me when I was in like, eighth grade or something like that and our house was like getting foreclosed on and didn't make the basketball team because I was a five seven scrawny white kid who couldn't shoot or do anything but all this you know divorce all these things going on in my life but it's like I kind of that was a time when I basically checked on God I'm like God you know if you're real I mean you're either not real or if you're real you just don't really give a crap about me and because why would all these things be happening in my life and I feel like that's just like a really natural response in a way, is to question God because, if, like, if God really is like good and loving, um, then why do these why do these things happen? I feel like I've kind of developed a little bit. I don't know, kind of an answer to that later on in life from from more experience. But I guess, like, how have you like grappled with that? Um, well, you know that scene in Lion King uh, where Simba meets Rafiki, and then they go through like the whole thing, and Simba's like, "You said you'd always be there for me." But you're not, <laughs> Trevor. That was like I was out of like two thousand possibilities of what you could have said. I did not expect that. Like, <laughs> keep on going. Keep on going. Um. Well, what happens? You know, for those who haven't seen the movie, which if you haven't seen it, go watch The Lion King. Seriously, it's the best movie. Um, his dad comes out of the sky and he's like, "Remember who you are," and kind of like gives him a opener an eye opener being like I've been here the whole time it's been you you're the one who hasn't been where you should be and every time I see that I <laughs> I kind of actually like like think about that with my faith like every time I see that scene I'm just like yeah that's that's me with God like I don't put the faith in him that I need to 
And I mean, like I said, like growing up, I never prayed about things. I never actually like even relied on God and yet things were good. And then like the minute moment things start going bad, I start to blame God and I'm like, Oh, you're not giving me what I want. And it's one of those things where it's like, dude, you haven't even been here at all. Like, (laughs) why don't you take care of yourself and figure out what's going on? And then, you know, come talk to me. I want to take a quick moment to thank all of our supporters on Patreon, who, um, especially like Libby Rutrowski, who help make this podcast possible because we have to buy all the gear to it, website, blah, 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 you know, the boring cost stuff. But those people that help us crowdfund, kind of like through Kickstarter, where instead with Kickstarter of a one-time, you know, like support, gift, whatever you want to call it, it renews every month so that we can keep on improving the podcast, buying better auto equipment, and making this a better experience and adding things like video, which is what we want to do in the future. So please sign up at the link below. Um, for you. We also have exclusive benefits. So for instance, for $1, you get exclusive updates. And for 10 I'll send you handwritten notes. And you can even Skype and be on the podcast. So check that out. Yeah, I know with, you know, like different suffering. I feel like suffering, kind of going more into talking about that, I feel like suffering is this universe, universal law. Like just as there is, you know, it's not a physical, you know, scientific law, but I feel like it is a, it is a law just like gravity or anything else. Because, you know, suffering is everything, something that everyone in some way whether it's a small, tiny way, like everyone goes through, whether it's tiny or big or whether it's like just crushing and large, whether it's through sometimes in our life or maybe, you know, a medical pain or something that we deal with like every day. Like suffering is just this universal law. And, you know, I've had my, I don't want to say fair share because I don't think, I don't think suffering is fair um, in the sense of, you know, I don't think everybody gets equal amounts of it. I know when I was in middle school, I would like, compare myself to other people around and I'm like why why don't they why do I seem to have more suffering of course I didn't know what was going on in these people's life because just like them I was putting on you know a happy little face and you know not really talking about what was really going on um in my life so I I felt even more isolated and alone in it but I think like I feel like I've found in a lot of ways within not just Christianity, but within specifically like Jesus, um, not necessarily an answer to why we suffer, because I feel like suffering is something that we all go through. But like when you look at like Jesus and his own life, and I think especially in his like crucifixion, like torture and death, you see that like God, like if this is Jesus is really God, then that means that God is not exempting himself from suffering. Where it's like, you know, even the symbol of like Christianity is like Jesus on a cross. And that's that's who God is. It's like he is someone who suffers like with us. And I feel like that's given me like, um, I've been I, like times that I have or even do suffer now. It's like I find like, I, I don't want to say comfort in that. Like I do find some comfort in it, but it's like I feel like I find an answer because that's the Christian belief is that. You know, because Jesus like took upon all of our suffering, it wasn't just the physical suffering he was going through, but he took upon like all the weight of the world and the mental anguish and 
you know, everything that you and I have ever gone through, he took upon him and that's what he was dying for. And like we see that, you know, suffering isn't the end. Like there is, there is a good end. Like there's life that comes from suffering just where like, because of Jesus died on the cross, like he rose to life and like brings life. He brings a new way to us all. And, um, that's, yeah, it's a little bit of tangent, but I feel like that's, that's for me where I found like real comfort and like in a gritty way, not just that, Oh, Jesus suffered too. It's just like, no, Jesus is like suffering with me. Um, just as much. There's this, um, very cool picture that I've seen and I'm sure some, I'm sure some of you have seen it who are listening, but it's a picture of Jesus standing there and it's like his arms like spread out and he's taking a bunch of rocks in the back and he's getting hit by just hundreds of rocks. And then there's a kid in front of him and he gets hit in the back of the head with one rock and he turns around and looks at God and goes, dude, seriously? And uh, no, I think you have a good point when you say that. Like God, we don't know what God is actually doing to protect us. I mean, sometimes with when we suffer, they lead to better things. Um, I mean, like me, I know it's like me, you know, I lost a job at one point and then I turned around and got a better job like within two weeks later. And I was like so upset because like I... I got fired and, you know, I had never been fired before and it really sucked because I'm just like, man, I'm a good worker and I got fired. And then I ended up getting a better job anyway. And like, I was just way happier with life after that. Like it just became so much better. And, uh, sometimes I think that's like the reality with, you know, suffering is if if everything was good, we wouldn't realize how good things are or how bad things are because it's like everything's perfect. Um, but when you suffer, like you want that good thing, you want that new good thing to happen. So when it finally does, like you instantly feel relieved and uh, like, it's a very good feeling. Yeah. I feel like something with, I feel like this is becoming a suffering podcast basically. Yeah. But, no, I felt the same way. Yeah. But something with, uh, suffering is that I I don't feel like I feel like in following you know trying you know it's, uh, trying to follow Jesus I feel like that's a, that's a good way to put it you know I feel like in some ways I've saved myself from suffering because of from like you know bad choices and things where you know self sabotaging or ways that I would not necessarily physically hurting myself but just making bad choices that just bring me pain that's Rami, but there's some ways where I've had to like suffer more because of that, whether it's giving up things I want um, or, you know, like a relationship I want or something like that. But I, I don't think it's, it's still, I feel like a doubt I still struggle with is like seeing people who they just, you know, whatever's going on in their life, like we do, like they have way more suffering than I have to deal with on a daily basis. And I had to had, I had a lot more, especially when I was like growing up just kind of on a daily basis, but like, or I like see like living in Flint, seeing homeless people and kind of ways where it's not like their lives are like over or completely ruined or anything, but ways that a lot of their life has been destroyed and a lot of relationships. I, I think of, I'm trying to remember his name, but a guy that comes up to me over and over again and you know, he's, he asked for money. He's stolen like things before. Um, 
and you know he's even you know he's he's very aggressive when he asks for money and like he'll like kind of leverage certain things so like oh yeah i didn't see you at church and i've never like you know i didn't see you at church sunday are you give me a ride and he tells me the same story like over and over again and i've driven him to a few places before um and it's just i've talked to him and it seems like he's pretty much completely and utterly alone because like this addiction has driven out like every person in his life, um, including his family. And it's like, man, that is not equal, you know, and obviously, you know, probably going, I can only say so much in this person's life, but, you know, going to different drugs and things to deal with that pain. But it's like, you know, it's kind of hard to look at other people and be like, well, you know, this person's going through way more than I ever go, go through. And even some people who do, you know, have a really active faith life, like suffer a lot. And I feel like that really, causes um doubt well yeah no i i think it definitely causes doubt because i mean you we want life to be perfect i mean that's the whole point of you know believing in god right is because that one day it's going to be perfect and even though we know what's going to be bad we expect it to be perfect on earth anyway and it's almost like the moment things go bad you're just like oh there must not be a god because that one thing went wrong and you know oh i'm struggling here where's where's god now when i need him and it's one of those things where it's like you know if you'd stop doubting and you know it's one of those things where it's like you have to not doubt that he's there because he he is there but it's easy to doubt because you know like i said like you want god to take care of you and then like the moment he's not it it just feels like he's not there and I think that's what it is. Like, I don't even think it's a necessarily like, oh, I don't believe in God. It's more like, a, I just don't really feel like God's there right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think something really, like, important um, as far as, like, for doubt in general is I feel like a lot of times where, you know, God, it doesn't feel like he's there. It doesn't feel like he's you know, really working at all in my life or that he cares. Um, I feel like a lot of times with us as like human beings, like our feelings kind of are all over the place. And even like our ability, not, I want to say ability to feel like about how much of feeling like faith, like our feelings aren't something that we can really rely on. They're kind of up and down, up and down, you know, they kind of change with the wind. And I think a lot of times looking back in my life, um, and I feel like this, this has been a helpful thing for me is like looking back in my life and seeing the ways that like God has like really worked like consistently. Um, and sometimes like that kind of helps with that perspective. Um, I think something else um, as well that people don't talk enough about doubt, whether it's and a ways to like work through doubt, like whether ways to as well, it's like, um, like grapple with it is something I know I've done a lot in the past is that when I've been really struggling with doubts and things, it's like I keep to myself and I isolate. I think back, especially, you know, that's pretty much almost every time in my life besides like, I think it was some of the more intellectual doubts I've reached out to people. But when it came down to the real suffering ones, it's like I kept that to myself and I didn't feel like I could share that with people, especially I didn't feel like I could share it with Christians because I feel like they were going to give me some like lame ass answer that, you know, wasn't going to match my experience, but I feel like sometimes I felt more comfortable talking to people who, you know, don't have much faith at all 
when talking about these things as opposed to people do because I feel like sometimes I'm afraid I'll get judged. So, yeah, I also think that doubt also comes in times of at least for me, uh, times in when things are going good and like when things happen that are good. Uh, because like I said, throughout most of my life, I've been, I guess, like extremely lucky. Um, you know, most of the time I, like I was the person that's like, I was always able to get the job. I was good at sports. I had friends for the most part. And I guess like I doubted because like, I didn't feel like God was actively involved in those things. I felt like I achieved those things and that God didn't help me with them. And so doubt comes into play there because I'm just like well if you know if God really helped me with these things then you know I, I probably would have asked about them and like you know I kind of like I'm like I worked up the skill to go do this and I worked hard to go do this and God didn't make me work hard God didn't make me go do this thing and so I kind of doubt those things there because it's like I don't feel like I'm being controlled but sometimes that's the way, like, going to church and stuff, they make it sound like, um, like, oh, God's in control of your life. And to me, it, like, I don't feel like I'm being controlled, you know? Yeah, I know for me, I talk about this a little bit in the My Story podcast, but I feel like a lot of my doubts were rooted into this, just me not really, not that I can ever, you know, really fully, by any, by any like, stretch of the imagination, fully understand God. Because if, you know, God is real, like he's this, um, this like infinite being that's outside of time, like omnipotent, um, you know, he's just, you know, my little puny life of like, hopefully like 80 years or something like that, probably not with the way that I don't exercise and eat myself to death. Um, but there's no way that I can like fully like understand like this God, like it, it, there's something mysterious about that, which I think is something I like, but I feel um I feel like I saw God as basically like Santa Claus when I was growing up. Like he wasn't, you know, he was good, but he wasn't really that regularly involved in my life. Um he would give me good things if I was a good person. Um you know, if I was a bad person, bad things would happen to me. And like kind of evolving in my understanding now, I feel like now I see God as a like father like a father who is like really intimately involved in my life, who loves me, um, who loves me enough to um, have times of like tough love, like as well, where like he's going to do the right thing for me, uh, whether it feels good um, for me or not. But someone who's just like, uh, just wishes the best for me and loves me, like no matter what I'm going through and what I've been through. And I feel like with, sometimes with some of my parents, um, I've had times of not necessarily feeling that close to them, but like they, their love for me, it's not like their love for me has changed. It's just like, sometimes it's like my perception of it like as well. But I feel like kind of looking back now to me when I was in seventh and eighth grade, like I couldn't see all the good things that were going to happen um, because of the different suffering that I had. I couldn't see the ways that, you know, me struggling with my own doubts and really um, working through them, but in some ways really like, like really laying them bare um, I couldn't see ways where that was going to be able to help me like relate to people and to talk to people and have real conversations where like, oh yeah, you're someone who kind of works for a church and other stuff, but you really struggle. You've struggled a lot with these like same doubts that I have. And that's just something that's been invaluable. 
and looking back, it's, you know, it's, even though it's really sucked in those times of suffering, um, I can see how like a loving father was the one that was really behind it as opposed to this God that didn't really care about me very much, wasn't involved in my life. Um, yeah, that's my thought. (laughs) No, definitely. Um, I think like what's helped me throughout the times is just one was talking to people and just when there's things going on, you talk to people and I'm in this, uh, well in college I was in this great fraternity of just a bunch of guys. It was just a bunch of guys and it was a Christian fraternity and everybody was just awesome in it. And one of the things that we really drove, um, in our club was unity with each other and we really like we talked about each other's problems and um we weren't we would help each other if we needed help and i think that was like one of the hardest things for me to kind of get over is like when i was dealing with issues as far as maybe it was like a personal issue or like a overall problem i didn't really have anybody to talk to and like I think sometimes, you know, as Christians, we, you know, we try to rely on God, which is awesome. And we're like, oh, God, help me with this issue. And God gives us other people to help us with our problems, too, in like a world-wide aspect, not a spiritual aspect. And the spiritual aspect is, I think, the hard part to understand. And so I feel like when you can get into talking to other Christians about issues going on in through life, they can help you with the the real world problems. Um, I mean, that still doesn't mean you're not going to doubt and things like that, but it might help. Like, it's helped me for sure. Yeah. I, I know, like, I just wish I would have been more open um, when I was really struggling with times of doubt with people in my life. And even if, especially when I was kind of going through the deconstruction of my faith and then the building up again in college, I didn't really feel like people would understand. And in some ways I feel like that was kind of true uh, with some of the people I was, I was asking. They just didn't really, they hadn't experienced the same thing that I had experienced. You know, they had grown up in faith either their whole life or had an experience of coming to faith and they couldn't really, you know, maybe they struggle, you know, they struggle with some doubts, um, from time to time, but it wasn't like anything as earth shaking, but, um, I really wish I would have, you know, shared those things. Cause now that that's what I do. I do share when I have doubts, like if I don't feel like I can deal, you know, it, if it, if I don't like find a you know resolution or something to it right away, I've just found that helping to people is just so, so helpful. And with people, you know, that I care about, that I trust, you know, sometimes even people, who have been open about their own experience with doubt. And I've really noticed that not, not just for me, but people f- like with me like as well. And that's what I feel like it comes down to is by opening up. And sometimes when you open up, you know, not, it's not always going to work out. You know, it's not always going to be a great ending as far as like some being understanding, but it's so worth it when you find someone that is, that it makes like being vulnerable and opening up. And I feel like that's something that I was so afraid to do, especially, um, as a Christian, because it's like, I feel like I felt like I had to be perfect all the time. And we're just not like, I've never been perfect in my life. I've never not struggled with some kind of doubt. And that's why it's so important to talk people and have like a real, not just bring it up once 
but to meet with someone consistently and have that like just be something that's you know not off limits that's just something that you guys talk about and I feel like for me in times of opening up I really experienced people sharing you know they're like wow I struggle with that same exact like doubts or that same exact problem whatever it is and it's crazy how when you open up like there's just so much good that comes from it well yeah and you know I'll um share a little bit here uh this is something that I haven't really shared with a lot of people so uh yeah but you know back in college when I started doubting you know um me me and my ex-girlfriend or my girlfriend at the time uh we got into this like really huge fight and this like made me really start doubting God at this point we got into this really huge fight and she said some things to me that she probably shouldn't have said I said some things to her that I probably shouldn't have said and I just remember like I made her cry and that was the first time I had ever made her cry um and I felt so bad for it (laughs) I mean that's not the kind of person I am and I remember like the first that was the first time I ever had self-harmed myself is I was so angry at myself that I just sat there and I just kept punching this wall over and over and over again to where my hands were just bloody red and I remember my roommate comes in at the time and uh he goes hey man what's wrong and like he instantly knew something was wrong I was like Oh, it's was like, nothing's wrong. Don't worry about it. And I mean, he was a really good guy, um, but he was just like, oh, okay. And he just, you know, continued on with his life. And this kind of like relates in like the subject of like, he probably would have, he would have talked to me and he could have helped me if I had said something to him. And I think the same things like with God, like if you're doubting him, it's hard for him to try and reach out to you and help you if you're rejecting his help. Because when you're doubting him, you're obviously not asking him for help. Like you're doing the opposite of that. And instead you're trying to pin the blame on where it's at instead of looking for help where it matters. Yeah. I know that's, I feel like that's such a human thing is to, when we have a problem with something or specifically with some person is to talk to everyone except for them about it. And like, I know for me, I have had times where it's like, you know, God, I'm really struggling with this or I don't know if I believe this. And I bring that up and then it's a way for, to bring it forward and kind of be honest in that relationship with God. And, and, you know, I've experienced help, but I I noticed it was a little different during my deconstruction time, Uh, you know, losing, completely losing my faith because you know, I was doing that like all the time, every day, but I just felt like I was talking to a ceiling and I heard basically no answer. And I didn't have any feeling of God talking back for nine, you know, nine months. But that's kind of, I feel like that was its own category because that's so different than any of the other doubts I've kind of experienced in my life. But I think that's very true is to bring that up, you know, not just be vulnerable with others because we have to do that, but be vulnerable like with God. And I, I feel like that's where my prayer now it's, I feel like when I was growing up, I, I didn't feel like I was very good at praying. And what I mean by that is I felt like I had to say, you know, all these fancy words or say the right words. And now I'm just like really brutally, <laughs> brutally honest, just very much myself. And like, 
I'll even like I've had when I'm pissed at God, like I let him know. Like I've, you know, had times of just going off and this sounds bad, but it's just true of like me just like just getting really pissed off and like cussing, basically cussing God out, which is probably not you know the best thing, but it's at least like I'm being real. And I feel like by being real in that relationship, like that's what that's what God wants from us as well, is to bring our doubts like to them. That doesn't mean that I don't think they'll be fixed automatically. Sometimes they are, like we deal with it, but there's like this authenticity that God wants from us. He doesn't want us to be someone other than ourselves, like around and what we're feeling. But yeah, that's that's about it for the time. I just want to thank you very much, Trevor. We'll have to have you back from my story podcast. I really want to do that with you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to. Um, I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, I I've got some. I think it's a good story that a lot of people can relate to um, and kind of like how I've overcome it and stuff. So Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, expect more My Story podcasts. I'm recording one with um, a friend of mine, Gabby, but we're going to start to try to pump those out um, as much as possible. Thanks, guys, for listening. Watch Lion King. Watch the Lion King. The circle of life. And Disney Suitless right there. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Millennial Mission Podcast. If you want to hear more, um, please feel free to binge our stuff on SoundCloud or our website. Also, if you want to stay subscribed for more and know when the next Millennial Mission Podcast is, follow us on social media and also our beautiful newsletter I spend way too much time on. That's it. Thank you guys. <laughs>